0: This is Juan Hernandez, and we're listening to the Section 109 Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Section 109 Podcast. I'm the host, Jay Buchanan, and in every episode, I'm going to have two lovely co-hosts that are sitting to my left, and I'll let them introduce themselves.
2: My name is Matt Caniglio.
1: My name is Andrew Berzine. And uh, both of them know way more about uh, soccer and everything that's happening in the soccer world than I do. Um, so I'm going to be that dumb idiot who asks all kinds of questions that I think some of the viewers may want to ask, but you guys are too smart to think of. So that's me. Um, I
0: think you're giving us far too much credit, but I'm, I'm here for the flattery. Go ahead. Okay.
1: Well, I like you, so. Anyways, so this podcast is going to be CFC-centric, correct? Um, but I have the attention span of a young puppy, so we can talk about anything and everything on this podcast.
2: You also have a young puppy, I do. so it makes sense. This, this all works great for my ADD brain.
1: Okay, perfect. So we just wanted to introduce ourselves and welcome you into the, uh, the first episode, the pilot episode of the Section 109 podcast. And uh, is there anything else you guys want to add before we just jump right into this thing and get going?
2: Um, our apologies in advance. Wow. I could not have said that better myself.
1: So, uh, while we are recording this podcast, we are actually in between the end of the NPSL season playoffs and the NPSL founders cup. So what we want to do is, uh, go over, uh, a kind of how you got here, if you will, so we're going to talk about our season at leading up to where we are now and uh, go over the record and, and a couple of favorite moments. And I'm going to hand this segment over to, to Andrew.
0: So as an aside, we're not going to be here on this podcast, at least uh, in our minds currently, on doing tactical analysis and, and detailed tactical breakdowns. If you want that, there's another podcast out there, um, an awesome podcast podcast that you can listen to a cfc centric podcast that does that yeah the 423 soccer pod those guys are legit we're gonna talk a little bit more surface level um talk about some of our favorite plays and our favorite things that happened mm-hmm. and then some big overviews and then of course we'll have some interviews and whatnot coming up uh later on but yeah i'm really excited to kind of catch up i haven't really thought too much about how the season has gone i haven't decompressed since miami so this is gonna be uh fun and maybe a little cathartic
2: i i do love how you guys uh Made it made a point to mention that we're between uh, the MPSL part of the season and mm-hmm. the Founders Cup, um, making a giant distinction that the playoffs are still going on, but nobody cares anymore. Uh, who? Yeah, once once CFC loses, <laughs> nothing else is happening. Yeah, nothing.
0: I don't I don't think any games and,
1: are currently and, being played. And can I say that in seasons past, this is the end of the end. Like at least mm. now we have the the Founders Cup to look forward to because it used to be like dang next summer. Actually, yeah, you know, may, so, maybe so, maybe a February friendly. So Tuesday,
2: Tuesday when we lost, I was in my hotel room, and you know normally at the end of the season, I just have this like giant like just pit in my stomach mm-hmm. of oh my mm-hmm. gosh, we have nine, nine months. months until yeah. CFC starts again. <laughs> yeah, and and part of it was that Miami was was the better team, and yeah, um, and and you know with a massive payroll that we just don't have, and the other part of it was well. Our guys look pretty tired. They could probably use a couple weeks off and we get to play again on August the 10th. So, So, Oh, well, I was actually thinking about it this morning. I
0: kind of woke up and and was like, Oh, I can't believe the season's over. Oh shit. It's not.
2: (laughs) Yeah. We go again. We go again. So, uh, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about how we got here. So, uh, we've played at this point and this is actually, I, I couldn't believe it when I did the math, but we've actually played 19 games wow. Whoa. this year, uh, which already ranks it pretty close to, uh, maybe the third or fourth longest season in CFC history. And that those were including seasons where we went to the finals. Yeah. Some of those playoff seasons we would hit yeah, 2015, know, like 2016 or 26 games or something like that, which is ridiculous in a really quick stretch. Yeah. Um, So we we finished with an overall record. This includes playoffs, regular season, and friendlies uh, with 12 wins, five losses, and two draws. And in the NPSL portion, uh, including the three playoff games, we were nine wins, three losses, and one draw. All right. Which, incidentally, was the uh, first NPSL game we played, so...
0: I've had that professionally removed from my memory.
2: We, we went on a we 12-game no-draws streak, which is, which is important. I mean, if those three weren't losses, but... Well, yeah, yeah.
0: All right, so let's talk about... Uh, maybe we start with some of the exhibitions. We started the season with how many exhibitions in a row? We started four?
2: With, yes, I
0: believe so. Yeah, four exhibitions. Yeah, four
1: with a regular season game at being Greenville, and then directly
0: after that, Real Batiste. Yeah, so Betis. What, Batiste. what was our first uh, game of the season? Our um, first
2: game of the season was Comunicaciones out of right. Guatemala.
0: Correct. No. Fun
1: atmosphere, uh, like probably like like I have a couple pictures because you know I did photography during the games. I have a couple of pictures of the crowd, and um, it's just like really awesome to see the density of the the attendance that night. It was it was really cool, and to hear you know. Everybody coming out, including the Guatemalan uh, fan base. Like, I think I heard more Spanish being spoken there in that stadium than I ever have. And it was it was in such a cool way, too, because not only were people, like, you know, celebrating and hanging out, but they were meeting some idols.
0: Yeah. I yeah. heard them
1: yelling names of players, you know, that I know because I did research. These guys have known them and known who they are a
0: lot. So, yeah. It was just super cool. Also, that atmosphere was – it was really long and uncertain op- off-season, We had spent time not knowing if the club was going to be what they were going to be. Yeah, and this was our first game, and that was not—I don't think—a a a surprise. It was our highest attended game, I believe, of the season. Mm -hmm. So, my favorite moment from that game—I'm just going to steal the uh, right off the bat, so no one else steals it—was Joao Costa's run, (laughs) where he
1: literally ran. Which one?
0: Uh, I'm sorry. The one he ran 65 yards or so with two different players attempting to slide and take him out, like not even going for the ball. And he was so fast they couldn't even take him out. And he ended up – the keeper made a great save back over his head. Oh, such a good moment.
1: Can we segue into the uh, Bettis game? We can go back. Sure. But just since we're speaking about Joe Acosta and runs, the play where Juan – Came out and like with me, like if that ball's bouncing around like it was in front of Juan, I'm not making a good pass. But he just <laughs> has laser beam eyes and makes an incredible pass to Joao. Perfectly weighted. Uh who runs around Mark Bartra. Can we say that? Can we can we Mark talk about
2: Bartra? He didn't he didn't just run around Mark Bartra. He put Bartra on skates. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Leaning backwards. And then I you know, when he got to that point, I was watching, I was actually next to Tom Thomas Clark at the other side of the field and we were just like standing there. And I remember seeing him get to that spot, and I remember the shot coming off of his foot. And in my mind, I was like, over the crossbar, like immediately. Like for some reason, because yeah, it, it went, was high, it was high, and it went right. On, I mean, it was a rocket. And I, I've never seen Thomas so enthusiastic. Like he was like <laughs> screaming, and so was I. And I don't think we were actually speaking words. We were just kind of like yelling because we were up one nil against a team from La Liga.
0: I almost died. I didn't believe it. I didn't think it really happened. I just started grabbing <laughs> random people and screaming, and then holding my head and then screaming it. I, I, that was one of the greatest uh, CFC moments.
2: Oh ever, yeah, that's sure. that's gonna go down among. And guess
0: what? We held that one zero lead until the forty seventh minute, till stoppage time in the first half before they finally found an equalizer. Scrap goal, may I
1: mention? And then after that, a couple of absolute. Buttes. <laughs> well, when you bring yeah, in Real- there, are, there are a couple of Hes- players. Was it Hesse yeah, that there, scored the.
2: I mean, like, Hesse is a decent player, I
0: guess. Uh, PSG seemed to like him, so did Real Madrid. But I mean, yeah. if you think
1: in, in context, like, can any, like, a lot of places in the United States have big teams, but like here per capita, to have Hesse come score goals in your city like that, being in Chattanooga like that is just like, I'm, it's the reason I still live here.
2: There's, I, I want to point out about the Real Betis game. Losing four, three. Yeah, that that was great. I mean, it it, it was great, but also we should have won that game.
0: We -hmm. missed a couple chances
2: in the first half. Mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah, he he just, I mean, he Mm -hmm. put one, uh, just wide. had another one, like I think just high and, uh, their, their first goal. It was, I mean, it was kind of a a designed overload on the, on the corner.
0: Um, You, you notice he did not celebrate that goal.
2: Well, I wouldn't have either. It's a friendly, but and
1: they were playing on turf, really hot, and it you know, I and they guess, were really
2: against <laughs> the amateur team, <laughs> and they were really upset to be States. down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were pissed. Uh,
0: they were getting beaten by an amateur team. Yeah, it was yeah. more of an fu by not celebrating. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 he was met. So uh, one of the one of the coaches told me something interesting. He said during the water breaks, the you know CFC players are really excited and really trying to buckle down and and be very serious and talk about tactics and and defend and defend of course. And the Real Batiste players were screaming at each other. They were very upset.
2: Really weird that they, uh, you know, they went to the, to the Bernabeu, the literally the Saturday before seven days before. And one, and, week. And two to zero. Also, the rail was not good down the stretch of the season.
1: What was that other stat too? They won away at the Bernabeu and Camp New. Yeah. For the, it was the first team to win at both of those stadiums away. And I can't remember how many
0: years. Please fact check me. Always. Get in, get in the comments if he's wrong.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, call me. Yeah, out. I mean, it was, it was something something stupid, crazy like yeah, that. really awesome. And, and then they go to D.C. United midweek and... Granted, D.C. rotates a lot of guys because they're in the middle of the MLS schedule. And they win 5-2. to Then they come to old Chattanooga, Tennessee and go down in like the 12th minute.
1: Also, another great crowd. Also, uh, I will say, just because I like to hate on bigger teams in the U.S., per capita and per stadium size, if you look at it, um, go back and look at the Batiste versus D.C. United game. Look at the crowd and then go look at our crowd and tell me which one you're more impressed with. I mean, even empty seats on Twitter. That's a name, I think, mm-hmm. one of the yeah. handles. Oh,
2: empty, empty seats. Tweeted, tweeted about it. Yeah.
1: And I thought that was awesome. I may have fueled that, but.
2: <laughs> My man. I've never been prouder. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, Chattanooga soccer fans on Twitter?
2: What? No way. Um, I think – Maybe another another favorite moment for me. Uh, well, there's, I'm gonna say two, uh, and one's kind of a combination. I got to call the first two games of the season in the in the booth mm-hmm. for the live stream, which was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, okay. I remember uh, I remember realizing it was you when I was on the replay, and I heard you say uh, when Marcus scored that awesome volley against Detroit. Yeah. Ooh, speaking of another moment, yeah, Ooh. off the chest volley, and it was like an outside of the foot corner to the right up or down Absolutely disgusting. I mean, even I was on the field and, and the goalie said, I remember hearing him talking to Phil and him literally saying like, there's no way I could ever save that. Yeah. It was the trajectory. And oh, it was just, it was awesome. By the way, Marcus, we love you. Seriously. What
2: a goal. Yeah. it was that against was
1: Detroit. Wild. And, and which I love Detroit.
2: And, and Absolutely. We need, and we need absolute bangers to score against Detroit because yeah. for whatever reason, their
0: defense got good. Yeah. No, you were saying about getting to call those two games from the booth. So
2: yeah, it was just a real special experience. Uh then not something I've ever done before, but uh you did well. and it
0: prepared you for this.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and and now I and now I talk all the time. Um and and so just like being able to do that was was really awesome. Sure. And then uh for another another big moment. And and I don't know if it's I don't know if it's like season defining or or, or what exactly? But the Everson Lima header, yeah, from like mm. almost so against, from like almost midfield at Georgia Revolution. Georgia, yeah. Uh, I mean, because Georgia Revolution is just one of those teams that's given us problems the last few years. Uh, just the way they play.
1: They play up whoever whoever else they're playing. They it's play just, level. It's like oh, especially well, at Finley.
2: Yeah, so they play like,
1: like wow, this atmosphere.
2: they they're just. They're they're kind of built for that. I mean, yeah. They're they're built for a wild, f- a wide field. And I know we said we weren't we're going to talk about tactics, but that just got shot out the window. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I mean, they they, they rush the midfield with big, strong, reasonably tactical, most technical, but mostly big and strong players. They play very very physical, and they're very fast. And they the and they play
2: very direct once once they get yes. the ball on a turnover and it can counter and so, hard.
0: And if the referees aren't calling the game tight, it very much um, it suits them. And they've wreaked havoc on us for a few years. And to get that goal, you're absolutely right. That Lima header, was I was awesome. not able to be at that game. That was one of the games I missed. And and seeing that on replay was the most NPSL goal <laughs> yeah. that we have scored over the last few seasons. And I loved every single yard of that header.
2: Now is is that one of like the most NPSL goal we've scored in the last few seasons, or is the Atlanta no, no. is the Atlanta keeper? Trying to dink the ball over Pipe off from a back pass and not getting it but three feet off the ground, and Pipe just sticking I don't know, out Pipe's pretty tall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, he's not? Oh. I think. I, think, I don't uh, know.
0: The most MPL goal Jay, was a Jay's 45 new puppy yard header. <laughs> a 45 yard header, a midfield yeah. header that, that, goes that, in that bounced and, yeah, over hey, the keeper for it, the record. It's,
2: it's either
1: that or for me, I mean, the Danny Whitehall scorpion kick. That was such, so, so look like it's just hard to like fathom that he like actually tried to sink it in the side of the net like that. Like if he was just getting a touch on it, but man, he didn't just try. He, I mean, I mean, dude, it was like a, a, it was a great shot with an
0: with intent to score yeah. he wasn't just screwing around i mean he was screwing around in some ways but he wasn't just like throwing his leg out there he had an idea that he was going to do just that and he executed it too bad it came in a loss <laughs> yeah it would be a loss let's not even get into that
2: yeah. S- speaking <laughs> of danny whitehall him coming back uh, was cool was to show some really respect cool. when, he, when he played with the bug eaters oh uh, yeah was, was pretty cool to see so we have and speaking of danny whitehall he just signed for a Fifth, fifth sixth, division? Fifth sixth sixth division? division, something like that. Club in England. Beautiful. Yeah, really cool.
0: So Good lad. But uh, were there any good – that was actually the coolest moment, I think, from the Bug Eaters game. Um, they hit a really, really long shot. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, I got nothing to say other than he – it was a bad turnover, and he smashed it perfectly, caught the goalkeeper out from midfield. Um, and then – so that I don't really have much else from that game besides seeing Danny Whitehall in the field again. That was cool. A little homecoming. Uh, Mobile
2: undoubtedly the best moment from mobile was having the honor of playing on the same field as Chattanooga FC.
1: I was out of town, so
0: I don't know what you're going to say. It was doing karaoke in the stands. I did see it was winning. It was was, (laughs) winning by so much that the mobile fans came over and did karaoke with us. And it was just spectacular. It wasn't in a way that was like silly or like, I mean, silly in a way that was disrespectful to what was going on. It was, it was really fun, and everybody had a good time. and It was a beautiful moment. They were, they were on the capo stand, we were on the capo stand. Everybody was together. They were waving their flag in our section. We were waving our flag. It was just really, really beautiful.
2: It was yeah, I, and I mean, really
0: fun. Mo- and Mobile
2: like, was not going to be you know favored, uh, absent you know no. kind of a crazy miracle, and we got a couple goals that were, were pretty soft uh, to pad the scoreline, and then after that point, it's just well. Let's just hang out and have some fun for a little but that's while. That's
1: something I love about fans, like even the Madison fans that came by. Like, they hear about it. They hear about the atmosphere. And even when they're losing or uh, playing somewhere else against someone <laughs> else, um, they come over for the atmosphere, and they enjoy it, and they talk about it. And I think my favorite part of that, because I wasn't there, but uh, I saw a post, like, you know, I'm scrolling on Twitter, can't sleep. It's like 12, and it's just like uh, – <laughs> It's a uh, Smitty and like Galen and you guys all like grabbing people singing karaoke and the caption is things got weird. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> they so did good.
2: They very that's, much that's, did. That's confirmed. Things, hey, if things can, sometimes get weird in 109. If we can
1: jump ahead, um, sticking with the part of you being in the booth, um, what was your experience in Asheville like? Because I was at home, I didn't get to go, but uh, I remember hearing like I remember just like turning the volume up randomly and hearing your voice, and then you were. <laughs> And I was just kind of confused.
2: So and can I ask how high were they? <laughs> uh, so I didn't, well,
1: you, you talked to, yeah, I talked
2: what, to, I talked to Tim. who's yeah. the, uh, the you're smarter than us podcast. He's oh, a legend. He's I great. Guy, he's guy's great. good. Um, so I, I actually did not speak, but for maybe a second off air with the, uh, with the actual commentating crew. So I, I can't th- vouch for their, uh,
0: <sighs> those gentlemen enjoy some of the, uh, the
2: devil's lettuce. I, I, and, and I, then, I can't and then... vouch for their aerial state, but well, I, I
1: weirdly like them. Like I, <laughs> I, I want to hate them because I like watching soccer where, you know, commentary is like pretty legit, but like if it's not going to be legit in which a lot of lower league soccer can be annoying, I'd much rather hear what they do. Cause it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. And it's very
0: Asheville. Oh, oh gosh, it's so Asheville. All all love to them. I want Asheville to be wherever we end up. Wherever CFC ends up. And we'll touch on it in future episodes, I'm sure, talking about all the options and the crazy thing that is lower division soccer in the United States. But I want CFC to be wherever Asheville is. Or, I mean, switch that around. I want Asheville to end up wherever we end up. Maybe not this year one, because they're only a couple years into their. Their thing, they're building, but they're building something really cool. So yeah, all jokes aside, sure. they're fantastic, and I really hope that they continue to grow. So yeah.
2: I'm over. I'm over in our in our little section. Um, we're getting right towards towards the end of end of the first half, and I I didn't I didn't see him at first, but Tim's you know walking over towards us. Great beard, by the way, Tim. and great beard. And at first, I'm just like, why is there an Asheville fan like walking straight towards us? Like, what's going on here? Uh, I might have had a beverage at that point during the day. And, uh, and, and the final whistle blows, like we do our, we do our thing. And he goes, he just kind of like gives me the look and he's just like, I pulls his finger out and says like, you're, you're coming with me. And I was like, okay, where (laughs) am I going? And he just kind of like points up to the, to the press box. And so I, I I got up there, did not know what was going to happen. What, like what I was going to be asked, had no talking points like, a. Like a good political professional just kind of wang it.
1: Well, um, I have a question about their booth.
2: There is, there is a hole in it, by the way. Man, maybe
1: it's not the devil's lettuce. Is it hot? Because it sounds like they don't have AC in there. Yes, yeah, so it sounds the, really good. So and if, it also sounds like the heat may be getting to them.
2: If you, so so number one, there's a hole in the in the bottom of it. So the wild animals can come crawling in. That is also so Asheville. Hello, Hello Memorial Stadium. Yeah. And and also if you've ever watched their streams. Uh, sometimes it's it's really hard to see the field, yeah, because the sun comes shining straight in. Yeah, well, yeah. that sun shines literally right into this tiny wooden, definitely not AC. It's like a, I mean, it's a shack, and uh, it it does it does get hot in there. That's why they that's why they drink heavily and and probably partake in some other some other recreational activities.
1: Perfect. Well, we can keep moving on. Uh, I How, mean, can like we, www from there on a lot of yeah. Uh, we had a, good, had a good little run. We
2: had we had a great seven game run. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Can that we, was a lot of fun to watch.
2: Can we talk a little about a
0: little bit about CSD Municipal?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. I uh, got engaged that day and got
0: a puppy who you talked about earlier. And shout out, okay, it's shout great. out to you having a better day than uh, both Municipal or CFC had because it was hotter than. Um, Insert whatever metaphor you want to use there. It was very, very hot. And it was down at Ridgeland High School. It was at Ridgeland High School. In, uh, in Rossville. In Rossville, which was really interesting. This was a game that was not technically a home game for Chattanooga Football Club. It wasn't at Finley Stadium. It wasn't hosted by Chattanooga. It was Football. not hosted at all by, by CFC. It was, it was
2: definitely a third party.
0: Yeah. And that made for a really fun atmosphere. If you've ever, if you grew up like me, a kid in the 90s and, and early 2000s, and you listened to the and one mixtapes. Yes. Dude. That was that. They had an announcer speaking in Spanish, announcing the whole game, talking crap, as well as, like, hyping up the crowd legitimately and one in a gym style. It was ridiculous, and the one time we've ever been out – like, the Chattahooligans have been out saying or out – like volumed was this dude with his incredibly loud speaker system announcing the whole game and and I wasn't even mad it was hilarious and fantastic.
1: Hey uh peep the side note the professor is my favorite animal. <laughs> well, dude I, I he's do... still on he's still on YouTube right oh, now. I watch him every, I watch every episode. I don't watch every episode I thought, but I watch dude, him quite a
0: bit. He's
2: awesome. Yeah,
1: the Spider-Man thing. Okay, I'm not going to talk about the professor. The professor if
0: you ever hear this, I love you. <laughs> yeah, dude. One of my idols. Back when he used to play basketball. Dude but yeah, that was a really cool game, really fun. the The one notable moment is we got to see, or the one notable thing of that game is we got to see a lot of guys who didn't get many minutes this year, including some trialists. And yeah, and sure. Gabby scored a fantastic goal, well taken. And we had more chances than they did, and we had a lot of fun. And I, I'm really, I found it really, really interesting and and heartening that CFC plays high quality international opposition. In the two two of the top teams from Guatemala, between the two, they've won like all but, I want to say, like five or six of the Guatemalan titles ever. Each one is like a 30-time champion. And I think the league's <laughs> only been around like 65 years or something like yeah. that. I'm, I'm remembering off of Wikipedia, so someone can fact-check me if I'm exactly right. But th- we played both of them this year, and we didn't look out of place against either one. And it was really fun.
1: Uh, one of my favorite things is, uh, you know, I used to work for the <clears throat> CFC Foundation, Operation Get Active. Shout out. Donate. Anyways, uh, crew Brock is the head of the, um, CFC foundation and his son builder who tried out for CFC and it you know, used played to play at, for CFC. Yes. And played at covenant too, I believe. Um, I don't know where he played college, uh, that, that, that I don't somewhere. Know. Yeah. I don't Anyways, know. He's still, still very invention shape. Yeah. He was in, uh, he was, he was there, he was playing and, and at, I think that's right so back. Cool. Really?
2: Yeah, he yeah, was, he was something there. Was an, right there was an
1: injury, and he <laughs> came in it right back. So cool to see him. And didn't you guys sing? You had like the the Chad Hooligan sang something about that. But I just love, I love the family atmosphere in this city, and like learning about the Brocks is one of you know they're some of my favorite people. And like to see him out there and hear what y'all sang was so cool. So number
0: one, we got Marshall Brock to be one of the capos, uh, un, unwillingly, but he he got forced into it, and good. he had a good time. He did a great job. And number two, we sang our song to Builder, which is he's our favorite Brock. Yeah, really awesome (laughs) and I I like the other Brock's a lot which says something when you say he's your favorite
1: then uh, let's go ahead and let's jump forward into the inter-Nashville playoff game a lot of fun
0: oh man so coming into that game I'll be honest I was a little nervous not that I
2: thought they were better than us but it it was like a classic trap game, yeah, yeah for and, sure. And a little, and you know, we, which they
1: have been specifically themselves in the past. We
2: were we were we were looking forward to you know either playing Asheville, who gave us we were able to win both games, you know, even controlling and convincingly, but like tough games. Mm-hmm. And then we go to you know it, it, the other potential opponent was Greenville, who we well, lost to and drew to. Yeah, it took took four points off. Of and us, those so. two
0: those two went to 120 minutes on Friday night. And then we were going into
2: our game on Friday, and what was the score at halftime? The score at halftime was nil to nil. And how many men did we have?
1: We only had ten because we, whatever yeah. happened with Mason belongs in the that so MPSL. Yeah, segment. we can
0: we can come back to that. <laughs> um, but and then you had this beautiful like oh, reaction you, from CFC. You had the players. Played like we had 14 men instead of 10. Oh, it was incredible. And as soon as Mason got that red card, I knew that Nashville was screwed. Yeah. Because our players just, they were they got mad. And when they got mad, they like came together and turned into one machine and we went out and dominated the game with 10 men.
1: Dude, that run by Gabby to, to- – the original ball into Allen. Oh. oh my gosh. It was my, my parents' first ever CFC game, right? No kidding. Yes. dude. They loved it. They met you guys. Um, can we,
2: can we talk about how
0: good of hair your
1: father has? My dad is a legend. He's, um, he's
2: basically a saint in my, in my book right now.
1: <laughs> well, dude, he, uh, they had like my mom, uh, lost her voice. Um, uh, my dad was just like beside himself and that, that run in that ball happened right in front of us. And when it went up, I saw Allen, so I kind of stood up and prepared for it. And I remember just like pumping my fists, like just blackout. Like don't remember, <laughs> you know, I just like go tunnel vision when goals happen. Then I try to think back and I'm like, what even happened? You know,
2: go back, go back to the video on that goal. And before before everyone starts watching Gabby, Gabby with the run and then the pass, go back beforehand because Gabby gets that ball, plays a good, a good line splitting pass to Caleb mm-hmm. Cole who just turns, waits. And right then back. sends it out. Yeah. So good.
1: So good. And then the other goals from there, I mean, the the scrapyard goal by Zecco. Cla- classic Zecco goal. Yeah. Just being where he needs to be. Lima just bodying people, moving, <laughs> just making waves.
0: I just want to point out Lima is a grown-ass man. <laughs> yes, he is.
1: Oh, uh, God. it's such a good guy.
0: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And then the third goal, too.
2: Just, just a, I mean, Soren just, cake. Yeah, Soren just keeps the ball in play and. Uh, Drew Costa just runs and runs as Drew Costa does. Cam follows it up. Boom. Perfect. Since since this is the Section One Hundred Nine podcast, I would be remiss if I did not mention that I am partially responsible for Cam Woodfin scoring goals this year.
0: One hundred percent. Let's let's talk about that for a quick second. So, <laughs> first of all, Section One Hundred Nine for anyone uninitiated who doesn't hasn't caught the um. The the name yet, section 109 is the section the Chattahooligans are in, section 109. And Matthew and I have had a bit of a disagreement this season. That's one way of putting it. Cam Woodfin has a song about scoring goals, and and, it, and his song says that he scores goals. And Matthew remarked that Cam needed a new song because Cam doesn't score very many goals. Mm. You know what happened? He had he had one goal in 2017. You, mm. you, you know what happened less than a week later, one game later? Mm. Like literally the very next game, Cam scores a goal. Cam Woodfin scored, and he I just and, and all all <laughs> he, he turned around in the midst of everyone going in crazy. Looked at me and he goes, "Okay," from like a hundred feet away. Goes, yeah, we, okay. we
2: we have this thing during games where we where we talk about tactics, players, and and just general happenings with with eye movements and points, and and usually like some fingers and it's. It's, it's, a good, it's a good language because well, then we can remember and talk, actually talk about things later. And so,
0: anyway, he's continued his goal scoring form, and um, it's Matt's fault, slash to Matt's credit, for doubting him.
2: I'm taking all the credit here.
1: Beautiful. You know, that song should include his man bun, but I guess that's too generic. By the way, Cam, you're my dog, dude. Love Cam,
0: we'll get him on here for a for an interview. At some yeah, point him and sure. him and his uh, his uh, the we, other we need portion talk, of the couple. We need to talk about Ka- we need Caleb and Cam on here for yeah. their bromance. We need to talk about their <laughs> budding bromance. Yeah,
2: for yes, sure. for sure. Uh, well, cool.
0: Let's uh, go right
1: into the the Asheville
0: game. So we went into that Asheville game. Honestly, I was a little bit nervous, but I felt after we went out and really just whooped Nashville in the second half, down a man. I felt like. Asheville had a puncher's chance because they they are a good team and they they always give us a little bit of trouble. But I was very confident. I
2: yeah. mean, they had a puncher's chance, chance until Gabby Torres decided to go all
0: and one on them. Oh can can gosh, we speaking of and one? Yeah, yeah. Can we?
2: Can, I wish we could have had that Guatemalan
0: <laughs> announcer for that for that particular goal because his yeah. goal call he would have lost his mind. That wand of a left foot and all Matt does is turn to me and goes, "That's the Gabby Gonzalez that I saw Torres. Sorry, excuse me, Gabby Torres I saw on tape because <laughs> Gabby Torres." in college was a winger. You can see that with how he finished that and how he cut past those two guys. I mean, he those people have children, Gabby, if you're listening. Those men have families. Yeah, how are they supposed to go home to their families after you emasculate dude, them like he that? He
1: literally danced too. Like go back. He has a little bit of like foot wiggle on the ball, but when he does his main move that gets him around that dude, he doesn't even touch the ball. Mm-hmm. his legs it's, it's, flail it's and dude, just little, it's
0: it's just a hip. It's a hips. He uses his hips to send players both, and then he splits them, and then he runs over cool as you like. Doesn't let anybody celebrate with him. Runs over, gives his girlfriend a kiss right behind their bench. Comes in, points at the sky as if he, this is the literally the thirtieth goal he scored this season. That's his first for the club, right?
2: Yeah, that was his first. Act, coming act, coming act, wow. the day after his first assist for the club. As if he'd scored 30 this year
0: already. And just what a absolutely the MVP of that weekend for sure. I
2: think the Asheville players were thinking that his hips were lying.
0: Oh man. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the rest
2: of that game was
1: absolutely incredible. I just think the the composure after I mean we got two. We got our second, but then um we had the Handball called in the box. It was led to a PK. I was up talking to Olivier in
0: the box. I didn't get to see it.
1: Um, stealing, I mean, stealing free beer.
0: Juan, Juan Sanchez, his thumb was tied up in that thing. and Yeah. And so he had a cast-like thing, but it's not a hard cast. but a soft. Just wrap on, on his hand, and his thumb and arm were in the air. And I don't know if it hit his fingers or his arm it, or his it kinda, thumb. It kind
2: of rolled all over his hand. But he,
0: it hit him, and so they got that penalty. And then one of my, f- speaking of favorite moments, that pipe— like Pipe just let the ball roll through his legs oh, for that so Juan goal. Oh. Cam puts Dummy. it this Perfect. Cam puts it perfectly, timed, created the whole chance by himself, running down the line. and you can see it in Juan's celebration when he goes and grabs Cam. But Pipe had a shot, but it wasn't a good angle, and he just stepped right over
2: it. because he knew Juan was he knew Juan
0: him. was right there. Oh. I bet
1: you, you know what? Mark this down. Don't let us forget this in the interview of Juan that you all know is coming. Uh, we need to ask him if he said anything to pipe like, Hey, like
0: leave it. Or do, do or, they, or do they just have that roommate connection? I Dude, need, I need to know. Yeah. I need to do that. too. are like, that's, I didn't know I needed that's to know. It's a definite question. Hey, write
2: that down. Jay, you're right. <laughs> I'm I'm little, oh, literally gosh. writing this down. Now. So,
1: so, um, the third and the fourth goal happen. I mean, we can go over them, but you know, we win trophies lifted. Uh, Phil Fuller got, um, water or Peter Fuller. Sorry. I don't know why I said Phil. I was thinking about D'Amico, but Peter Fuller got water dumped all over
0: him. I'm pretty sure. So did coach. They got both coaches. And the beautiful part about Fuller is they couldn't catch him at first because he he ran away from the first note. He's got wheels. He does have wheels. Burners. Burners. I mean, like shout out to, to Fuller's wheels. We're going to have to ask him about that if we ever get him on here. Uh. Uh, but then, then Danny, Danny, the hero that he is. Yeah, for real. He snagged him and made sure that he couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, that, that's a team player right there. And then he took, like, a bunch of that ice, too, right in the face.
2: <laughs> that's, a, you, that's
0: a you,
1: real team player. To, if, you're, if you're really interested, there are video clips of it out there. Everybody should go look up when they did the like second run up with the trophy up to the fans and then you guys dumped water on them or at them, <laughs> which I wasn't expecting. I was right there with my camera. So I decided to run.
0: <laughs> that was I like of smart my to yeah. We, uh, we had a cooler full of ice up there with some that had water in it at one point, And, uh, we dumped it right in front of the players. It was not me. It was some of the other capos, but they dumped it right in front of the players it didn't hit anybody and hurt anybody. Cause it was, we were up quite a bit higher than they were. So it might've been painful, but it definitely got, a. Uh, some cold water splashed on quite a few players and it was beautiful
1: it's always beautiful to lift a trophy
2: you know especially after after last year oh gosh. At, at after stole the last the words two years. out of
1: my mouth
0: well
2: yeah I, I keep putting that 27 too. I keep 20, putting 2017 out of my just out of my memory entirely like it just never happened I'm Agreed. gonna
1: say it but it hurts because it was international but continue last year was even worse in my mind.
2: Uh, yeah. And yeah. So last year's a hundred percent worse for me. Yeah. And so being able to just exercise those demons, get the job done on home, on home soil was, and get, was ba- real good. and
0: get back to where we belong. Right. A lot of the interesting thing that I didn't realize going into CBC and talking to some of the players and hanging out and for a bunch of these guys who I consider veterans, guys who have been around this, is their third or their fourth season, I forgot. A lot of them were not around. If
2: if you were only here for three years or less, you'd you would never never won until that point.
0: uh, uh, You've won the conference, but you've never won like full out in the playoffs. You've won it during the regular season. And because we were so spoiled and having won it, you know, five out of seven times or whatever it was, I just forgot. And so it was really interesting to hear, you know, I was saying back where we belonged some of the guys and they were like yeah, it feels really good. I, I always wondered what this felt like. You know, Cam was on the other side last time we won. Cam yeah. Pipe was on that team too, but Cam was on the Memphis team
2: we beat in 2015.
1: With the header from Goni Pass. Yeah, Cam um, was on um, the field. Umberto Perez. Yeah. I feel I feel like I
2: can uh, I can fact check you guys here. That was sixteen. Was that sixteen? Yeah, no, I remember was I remember the hey, awful yellow, yellow jerseys. Yellow jerseys.
1: Yes, sir. Tim Kelly still loves those to this day, I'm pretty sure. A hey, lot Tim.
2: a lot of people like them a few people love them. you know, And there are a few I of us that one. absolutely hate them. Hey, you know what we should do?
0: <laughs> we, should. we should get Paul Rustand on here to talk about a
2: Oh, I'd love that. Oh br- my god, that's a great idea. A
0: brand getting a brand together, yeah. but also designing a jersey. I wonder if he would give us a, a insight and because you know it's him. This the whole CFC brand. Yeah. While he has people that help him in his cre- you know creative design agency, whatever it is that they call it. It's an yeah, incredible, incredible. They do incredible company. stuff, but Shout this up. is his baby yeah for
1: sure so i've and i've done video work right i do video work i do fun videos and when it comes to that like he i have the entire cfc um brand guideline on my computer because when it's really so thorough it's very thorough and and very informative it's got color codes so that when you're looking up a color to make the you, the text a certain color like it's the exact color they want it's got uh, white then there's two blues and then there's a yellow and that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, he is very thorough and such a cool guy too. And his family's really awesome too. And his son, Drake, does a lot of the video stuff too. They're really, incredible people. Yeah, really he's talented. really good. Yeah, he's incredible. Um, but yeah, so I agree. We should get Paul on here. Paul.
2: Let's just take a quick second to talk about Miami to close out the NPSL season. Agreed,
1: even though I don't want to.
2: I mean, I was kind of dreading it. So yeah. So let's just set the, set the table, set the stage. Miami FC
0: defending MPSL champions um
1: payroll of
0: like two million (laughs) dollars payroll of somewhere between one and two million dollars last year they had a payroll between two and three million dollars is my understanding they don't publish these things online but people that would know uh say that this probably somewhere between one and two million dollars in fact one of the players um is rumored to be on you know five hundred thousand dollars a year according to some of our players who were told that by some of the miami players um you know, so they they've got some serious serious talent on the field, and guys that are not just new professionals, guys that are living in Miami yeah. and and have been playing for a long time, not just in Miami but all over the world, we-
2: and and not to get into the whole American soccer weirdness of levels and things like that. But guys who could be playing at a far higher level than the NPSL. Yeah. But Miami pays them well enough that And
0: they're waiting to go to another league, which we can talk about another time. But yeah. so
2: like why, you know, why leave when you get to live in Miami and 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 play ball? Yeah. Also shout out to OT Baugh Yeah. For, former uh, Chattanooga Football yeah, Club player O T, player, I o. T. Mean, Baugh. He, he
1: was even at um, the invitational tryouts this year. It was, was the, he really? Yeah, yeah. I remember talking to him.
2: I didn't I don't remember that. Nice. That's cool. He's the second He's the second former CFC player in a row, to uh, win it,
0: year to year. To be on Miami. To be on Miami's starter. team.
2: Yeah. So that game went kind of how I expected
0: it to go. Yeah. We always had a chance, but we were running on our third game in five days. Third game in four days. Third game in five days. Third game in five days. In five days and we looked tired. Yeah. They looked like a team that had guys making hundreds of thousands <laughs> of dollars. I mean, they had some serious firepower. And- To be honest, we gave them a lot of trouble defensively, especially they didn't, they created some chances, but they didn't create the kind of chances you would expect Yeah. maybe. And then, um, they made a bunch of changes at halftime with guys that were fresher, were fresh and were just as good, legitimately just as good as the guys on the field. Yeah.
1: Like this is one of the deepest, um, roster wise CFC teams I've seen. They were like double, they were like the U S women at the world cup, you know? they had like another team on their bench, essentially.
0: They were, they were very, very, very good. And we were, you know, we lost two starters in the first 20 minutes to injury. We were already down a couple starters, potentially, with Genki having never got healthy for this year. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that with Ruben Marias, who is a starter all throughout the, the first part of the season, who would have been, if not a starter, first off the bench to come in when Lima got injured, for example. So I, I think that, yes, they were better than us. Yes, they were set up to win, but CFC also didn't have all the bullets in their uh, in their chamber. So I, I just want
2: to generally say, uh, you know, we definitely looked like we could compete, and 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 given some of the some of the circumstances uh, that happened, I think with heading into the Founders Cup, we we've got we've assembled a good team. We got a lot of good, really good pieces, and. we're we're essentially going to add a couple of those pieces that we did not have available back. Uh, And that's going to be really important. And then as as we get into whatever happens next in, in, you know, in 2020 uh, we've definitely shown that we can recruit really good players and uh, should hopefully be, you know, uh, putting a product on the field that is, is deserving of, of, of the fans. Yeah. So the bottom line is they got two goals
0: by the end of it, probably a fair score line to nothing. Um, I was proud of the guys. I thought they played a good game. I thought they were overmatched, but never out efforted out hustled out worked. And I think I would like to play Miami again at full strength on turf. And I'd like to see what they can do, uh, again, because I don't think this is an unwinnable game. I just think that, They were certainly better than us that night. Well, Andrew Breezy,
1: I think you just need to wait till October the – or October, which we do have games scheduled in October. Let me say that. It's so nice to say. But August 24th.
0: So on the schedule, August 24th, it says we're playing Miami FC. At where? Uh, That one is at Finley Stadium. On what? Turf. So you're getting what you want. Maybe, maybe. Yeah,
2: hopefully. There, there's, some, there's some rumors floating about what's going to happen with Founders' Cup, what's going to happen True. with CFC's future uh, long-term, and uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, by the time that uh, this is published, we will hopefully know some things. Yeah, definitely. More definitively than that. So that's our
1: overview of the season. I really enjoyed that, actually. Um, I don't think I have actually reflected on the season like that, and it's really good to do that because you get everything back into like you know kind of like a whole grain perspective where you can think of things from the top and not go back and kind of reminisce individually but have like an overall idea of how the season's going. And just to know that it was positive, a lot of fun to watch. And one last part to this segment I want to do because I'm the producer of the show and I can do this. Shout-out to my boy, Soren Juhaszczyk, holding mm. down the right-back position. Center-back, formerly... Right back, back came out, and just, dude, had some incredible
0: games. So, shout out to the homies. Shout tomorrow. out, Soren. Hell yeah. Love it. Also, a man built for the club. If you know, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: How can you not love that song? So, anyways... Uh, this is the segment called That So In PSL, which is subject to change. And uh, I'm going to let Breezy um, do a little explanation. So, the lower
0: leagues of American soccer are a wild place. It's the wild, wild west out here. Crazy things happen. And in this segment, which we'll figure out maybe a better name, maybe it will stay That So In PSL, I don't know. But we're going to review things that have happened in the world of American soccer that are just absol- absolutely bananas, and this week, we're going to review what has happened with uh, AFC Ann Arbor and Rochester, am I right? I have been legitimately no. incredibly busy. I- I've caught a little bit of what's going on on Twitter, something with lights, and uh, luckily Matthew... Coniglio has m- been much more plugged in this week and can explain to me kind of what is happening. Because I genuinely only know the Cliff Notes version.
2: So this segment is uh about the NPSL West re or I'm sorry, Midwest region. Uh I guess it would be a the the play-in before the semifinals. Yeah. Uh so the beginning of the playoffs. Yeah. Between the uh AFC Ann Arbor. Team and the Rochester Lancers.
0: What a name! But they the were
2: they were playing for the right. Uh, they were playing for the right to play Minneapolis City, SC. Shout out! And basically, here is how things went down. Rochester was traveling as the lower seed was traveling to Ann Arbor for their game on Tuesday night.
0: This is Rochester, New York, to Ann Arbor, Michigan.
2: Yes, which is not a close distance. There's a giant body of water between them. I think they, they try to avoid that one when they're on the road. Yeah, hmm. and, Surprising. Uh, and, and so uh, also in the Midwest this week were some, some pretty big, crazy storms uh, which we'll, we'll kind of get to. So as I understand it, there were some concerns about the storms. There were concerns about uh, you know, playing at a, at a playoff game midweek in the evening yeah. at Ann Arbor, a stadium where there are not lights. There's no lights? Wait, what? Yeah, so there are no lights at Ann Arbor Stadium. That's like, so in PSL. That- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wait. Had to do
0: it the first time. Don't don't they have like generators with lights, like international style?
2: I mean they they might, but also they not in this story. Sorry, maybe <laughs> I'm
0: getting ahead of myself. They just I don't, yeah,
2: I, I don't really know. I don't really know a whole lot, but like they didn't mm, have them. Interesting. And Figured. and so, so they show up to play. And so they they get to the game, and uh, the game is is delayed. I believe it's it's delayed at two different points during the game
0: due to those storms. You due, were talking to, about. due to those okay. storms,
2: uh, including once uh, and and for the final time in the 69th minute. Nice. With the score tied at zero, and. Um, uh, they, they're trying to like wait out this weather delay. They, they figure out like, we're, we're not going to be able to play. Uh, the, and they the, couldn't
0: play not because the yeah, storms, so, but because they didn't have lights. Because,
2: because the lights So in the ninth minute, the lights is, is what did it.
0: Oh, that's so MPSL.
2: Yeah. And, and in a playoff game and, in, in a in a must win, we must have a winner playoff game.
0: Oh boy.
1: My and head so, hurts. And so, so what do they do? Reschedule it
2: there? So they're conflicting accounts of what actually happened. Um, uh, the the Ann Arbor folks were saying that before the game they had said hey like we might have some storms we don't have lights like we could just go over to this indoor facility a half hour away and and, and play the game and um uh, Rochester kind of disputes that but not like a lot um and then but also Ann Arbor's like let's just come back tomorrow and finish this game and you know we'll just move on from there yeah But apparently, Rochester had made clear, like, "Hey, our guys have jobs, like lives." This is a midweek game. Yeah, it's a Tuesday night, so like they have to—they were going to go back that night, like you know, get back super late. Their their guys were supposed to work on Wednesday. Yeah. So, all these things happen, and so the game's called. There's no plan, and
0: uh, so they just leave.
2: They just left, and and I don't really know what if there was going to be a. So I, I heard a rumor,
0: next. one of the cliff note little snippets that I caught was that there was going to be a coin flip yeah, so, to determine the winner of this game. Is that true? no.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. It,
0: it, if, I, if if no lights, is that so NPSL? Whoa. <laughs> a so, coin flip to determine the winner of a playoff game? We're
1: going to double down and take your no lights and push a oh coin Oh my
0: God.
2: Flip. So the coin flip is actually in the NPSL rules for resolving like tiebreaker scenarios. I don't think it's in the rules for resolving ties,
0: but if it, if it were, that would be very NPSL.
2: It would have also been really NPSL to just like do penalty kicks right then or, or whatever,
0: or to go to a third, uh, from what you were saying, go to an indoor facility at this, in the 69th minute and just
2: continue from there. or play the whole game in the indoor facility. Like, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, so game's over. There, it's going to be a coin flip. We all go into Wednesday thinking it's going to be a coin flip. Yeah, because that's what
0: I had heard. They were going to do a coin flip to determine the outcome of this game. Now I understand why, but I'm still... Yeah, so
2: it so turns out...
0: Wait, that's not um, the end of the story. The coin flip, Because <laughs> that would be... They better have streamed this coin <laughs> so, so flip then, on my Kuju. So, so, <laughs> and we would definitely would have cut out right when they went to flip the coin. Yeah, and of still course. would have looked better on YouTube.
2: Oh, sorry. oh, My bad. So naturally... Uh, Naturally, a, a member of the Northern Guard who is a um, who, who does like some journalistic work mm-hmm. uh, calls the the.
0: Is he an air quotes journalist or is he a uh, actual quotes journalist?
2: Uh, are you asking me professionally or personally?
0: Whichever you prefer.
2: I decline to comment because I don't know the facts, and I'm a reputable member. Of, okay. Of so society he go- so he, and, co- he goes and, to yeah. where. <laughs> uh so he calls he calls the rochester uh coach or, or owner or something like that and there's this it's posted on it's posted on twitter and it was like this like whole thing uh and and neil he say, got he got their side of the story on the record yes very very much on the record uh so so everyone wakes up wednesday morning uh and the consensus is just generally one this is a mess and two, hashtag, that's so in PSL. Yes. And eventually, uh, and and, and, I, and I can't figure out who's in the right, who's in the wrong here. Uh, I lean lean towards Rochester because Ann Arbor put out a statement, right? Like no. a press release and yeah. the Rochester was disputing it. Yeah. I, I, I kind of lean towards Rochester being in the wrong hmm. because they wouldn't go finish the game. Like in some capacity. Yeah. Uh, the The Detroit folks never miss a moment to make fun of uh other teams, and so there was uh i don't know I don't know who placed them, but I can only imagine uh there were some kind helpful uh advertisements for certain things like generated with stadium lights oh uh, really and and, <laughs> and where were these advertisements placed they were they were placed on the a f c Ann Arbor club shop and club <laughs> offices. <laughs> Oh, that's perfect. Uh one of one of the articles was How to Cheat with Science Win a Coin Toss. Oh, beautiful. It was it was a work of art as only the Northern Guard could do. Um uh, it's Ann and
1: Arbor, then, Arbor, so they're in Michigan. I didn't even think about yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. And like it's like an hour I'm away. I'm just going,
0: oh, NGS like, you know,
2: hardcore and it's and it's
1: dedication. A, no, no, yes, totally. So some
0: of some of those some people drive from Ann Arbor yes. to Detroit games or work in Ann Arbor. What's the distance between the two cities? An hour it's, not, it's, not it's like here There's to it's zero like, about Michigan.: It's like here to Dalton, <clears throat> give or take, maybe a little bit further.
2: Gotcha. yeah. So we get through the afternoon on Wednesday, and the rumor starts floating around that the game's going to be played to be to be finished
0: on uh, Thursday: on Thursday. Ugh. And the game was originally supposed to be finished on Tuesday,: Correct. And they're supposed to play when after that like Friday play Actually. Game. <laughs> oh jeez.
2: so so then it officially comes out. Uh, and this is this is kind of funny they 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 set the rules they're gonna play they're gonna continue the game on Thursday night in Erie, Pennsylvania at the home of the Erie Commodores uh and that's like a four hour drive for for both teams n- no not really no It was like a two and a half hour drive for Rochester and a four hour drive for San for oh, Arbor interesting uh but it was also like a neutral venue and I guess had space and who knows what but this is actually my favorite part. If the match was tied at 90 minutes, normally we have two 15-minute periods of, of extra time and then penalty kicks. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, no. They decided that there were going to be two 10-minute periods of extra time. Why? For reasons passing oh. understanding. Wait. The, ru- the rules don't matter. There are no rules. This that, is the Wild West. That is so NPSL. So They the,
0: changed the rules to a... To a play in game for the playoffs
2: for to uh, to take away 5 minutes from each literally the night before. Oh my. Uh, and as it turns out, that game went into went into extra time, tied at 1. The game happened. The game happened. The, the to finish it. They just went from the 69th minute I presume. Yes, they just they just finished it from the 69th. And it, it goes to extra time? It goes to extra time, tied, tied at one. That is so in And then and then Rochester uh Rochester wins on on yeah. penalties. No way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that happened. That was a real thing. And then, and then, if you want to have some real fun, Rochester blew a two-goal lead against Cleveland in the uh, in the semifinal,
0: playing on no days rest,
2: playing on, the next day. Yeah, playing, playing the next day. Uh, and then, and then, Cleveland comes back in the final against Detroit on Sunday uh, to to close down a two-goal deficit in the second half, win <sighs> the win the Midwest title. All right. Well, Matt, thank you for that. Well, I'm, you're welcome. You're
1: so informative.
2: I, I try I try really hard to bring the facts and and only the facts and nothing but the facts. My head hurts. That was very NPSL.
0: Yeah. So NPSL. It's like
2: my life for the last eleven years. Just how how dumb can this be can this league be next? Jeez. Well, so that that was the segment. We're going to cover more than just the
0: NPSL in future segments if we find something extra special uh, in other divisions of lower league soccer in the United States, but Thank you, Matt. I feel much more informed,
2: but no smarter. But also, you don't feel better at all. No, I feel dumber.
1: (laughs) So uh, generally to end each episode, we're going to talk about something that is not soccer related. And what you just heard was honestly, I don't know. I don't know what I just watched. I'm confused. Not going to watch that movie. I hate musicals, and I'm going to pass it on. A breezy.
0: Oh my! So that was uh, a trailer for Cats. That that's, is the first that's time. The name. That is the first time I've seen that, Matthew. I hate you yeah. for making me watch that.
2: <laughs> I, I only I only came across it because of uh, my my Twitter. My Twitter blew up with just everyone talking about this trailer, and and a, a lot of it was. Holy crap! And I don't know. Like some people were like, "Oh my god, cats!" And I was like, "Okay, I mean, I'm I'm just gonna watch this and see what happens here."
0: All of their faces are clearly actors and actresses that I recognize, Mm -hmm. most of them. And then they're very strange, half naked, oddly sensual, sexualized cats. Furries. I am not okay with this. I'm,
1: (laughs) I'm. the, there's only one bright spot for me is at James Corden, but then at Taylor Swift, I was just like, ugh. I honestly, like, honestly, that's got a, on my
2: phone. That's a that's a <laughs> that's a big time cast. Like that's, Jason Derulo, giant Jennifer Hudson,
0: Taylor Swift. Don't you dare uh, talk poorly about T Swizzle. <laughs> How dare you, T Swizzle? Like
2: Ju- uh, Judy Dench is in this anymore. movie. Like they're not they're not messing around here. I will say my favorite part of the entire trailer. Was the Alex Hunter like slide uh, mm, by by one of the characters heard. like into the like into the bedroom or something like that? I was just like, all right, I can get down with this. Are they going to have cats like boning in this? Like, you know, I know nothing <laughs> about the mu- the musical cats. I I know. Like, literally I, I'm nothing. very
0: I'm very disturbed by.
1: Yeah, I think you uh, described it perfectly when you said oddly sensual.
2: Yeah. They were. They're like just a little bit sexualized, like. Uh, I don't like it. it makes the, me uncomfortable. The only the only thing I know about the mu- the musical cat. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a real musical. Is that it's real, and that they're cats, baby whiskies. They're little baby whiskies. <laughs> oh <my
0: God. laughs> oh, I I don't know what else to say other than um, I am now dumber two segments in a row. <laughs>
2: well, yep.
0: and my eyes are bleeding. <laughs> Sweet. So uh, thanks everyone for listening to uh, our very first. Section 109 Podcast.
1: So much more to come. Like, so much more to come. Like, we already have things in the pipeline that we're working on, hanging out with some special friends. We'll bring them on. Awesome
0: guests, cool segments, and more. Before we go, uh, maybe we can talk about where we can be found, either the show and or us personally, maybe on social media, Twitter, for example.
1: Yeah, correct. So we're um, still working on our platform to host podcasts because um, after you hear this podcast you're going to be listening to it on the platform that we choose. Um, Also, you can find us um, on Twitter at Section109Podcast. It has an awesome graphic that I designed, and I think the only followers are... Super dope. Me, um, Matt, and Breezy. So, <laughs> so please give us a follow. Hey, maybe by this time, we're not the only ones. Yeah, could be, could be. I'd like to see that number Probably higher. should
0: be the only ones, but.
1: You know, I also plan on bringing a lot of interaction to this podcast. Like, I want you guys to be able to to speak your mind and, uh, and have a say. So we may have, you know, a drop a question here segment or leave a message here or do a phone call. If you'd like, we have listener, all kinds of options.
0: Listener questions would be a cool segment.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think keeping interaction with our, with our, uh, with our listeners is going to be awesome because I love that personally. When I l- listen to other podcasts, it's one of my favorite parts.
0: So Jay, if, if folks wanted to reach out to you personally and not just to the, uh, the pod, how would they do that? Uh, you can find me on Facebook
1: at J Buchanan. Um, I'm also on Instagram at letter J um, and then my Twitter handle is also my name, but I don't really look at my Twitter that much, so I couldn't tell you exactly what it says. <laughs> so I actually the- I actually had to pull mine up just to make sure I got it. <laughs> so the next the next episode I will uh, I will reveal myself fully, but right now I'm in the bushes still.
0: All right, heard creepy, bit, I heard Breezy, If I want to find you on Twitter, <laughs> where can I find you? You can find me at at Andrew Brizzy A N D R E W B R E S E E. Come for the uh, bad soccer takes and. Uh, Stay, okay. stay for all the good opinions. Was that what you were about to say?
1: Yeah, I think so. Especially when uh, whiskey's fine or whatever your name is. So Matt, if you could clarify what I was going to say, my, um, how could we find you?
2: My Twitter handle is at whiskeyisfine.
1: There we go. Cool. Well, I'm excited about this. I don't know about you guys, but we're going to end it on that note. Um, you guys can reach out to us. If you guys have any input, comments, questions, whatever, feel free to go back and listen to the exact things that we just said about where you can find us. And we will see you on the next episode of the Section 109
2: Podcast. See ya. Goodbye.